Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. I don't know about where you're at, but here in California, it's cold, it's windy, there's snowstorms, this weather is crazy. Hello, spring. It's the perfect day to get snuggled up and cozy and listen to your favorite podcast. Have a binge day. Today's episode is one that I am so excited about and in so much gratitude. Tom Palladino agreed to come onto the show and share all about scalar energy, about making the earth paradise, about coming home to consciousness and how we do this as a collective. Tom, if you do not know, is actually an inventor of a machine and tool that measures scalar energy and he can deliver it in something as simple as a photo. I don't want to spoil the whole podcast, but this is an intriguing one. Without further ado, let's welcome Tom to the show. Tom, I am so excited to have you on The Sweetest Little Life today. How are you? I am well. Thank you for the invitation, Courtney. Oh, I cannot wait for today. So I always kick off the show and just ask you to share a time-lapse version of your story of who Tom is and how you got doing the work that you're doing today. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll describe my work. I work with scalar energy or zero-point energy, and I've made a career out of that. I've developed instruments that control scalar energy. And, and to give you a timeline, ever since I was a youngster, I was very interested in scalar energy, or again, what some people might call zero-point energy, chi, consciousness. I have, if you will, a consciousness instrument, an instrument that controls an energy spectrum outside of electricity and magnetism. It's a fascinating subject, and I think the audience will be uh, rather interested in my story. Oh, I can't wait. So how did you really get into this? Like, how did you realize th that there was even an instrument to be created around the consciousness energy, whatever you want to call it? Sure. Um, if, if energy pervades the universe, then it can be realized, it can be captured. And what am I doing with the scalar energy instrument? I recognize that energy and now I can capture it. I can harness it. Much like if you can capture a stream of electrons, electricity, you can capture, you can harness scalar energy. Now I'll use the name Nikola Tesla, a great scientist. Um, I studied Nikola Tesla when I was a youngster and I knew that this great mind was working with consciousness or scalar energy instruments. And what Tesla could do was just beyond what anybody else has, has been able to achieve. So I saw this energy, this new technology as a tool to improve the human condition. Yes. So when you are working with energy, I know being young, how old were you when you developed this, when you really went, went full-time doing this? You know, I, I started to study this in earnest in my 30s. Um, so I've been at this now for 30 years. I'm 62 years of age. And um, it's been a, 
it's been a, quite a journey uh, because you have to take it from theory to practice. And, and only in the past 15 years have I been able to perfect my technique, but it is perfected at the present moment. Yes. So what is the technique that you use? Can you really break that down for us? Sure. Uh, these scalar energy instruments um, are able to perform many functions. One of the functions of a scalar energy instrument is I can balance the brain waves of a person. Now, if I'm working with consciousness, then I can work with the consciousness of the mind. And that's what I'm saying to the audience. My scalar energy instrument will actually balance the brain waves in the seven chakras. Many of us have heard of the chakra system, the meridians. And it's my contention that chakras are composed of scalar energy. So my scalar energy instrument allows us access to those seven chakras. And in so doing, many people say that the chakra balancing has helped them. Some people quite significantly. As many things that we see improvement is concentration, creativity. A chakra balancing helps some people overcome addiction to cigarettes or alcohol. Mm. So this is the consciousness that we've tapped into via a scalar energy instrument in which we can actually harmonize the brain waves, which I believe are scalar waves, harmonize the seven chakras, which I believe are composed of scalar energy or zero point energy. So when you're working in this spectrum of zero point energy, scalar energy, it's much more subtle than, than electricity. And you can do so many things with scalar energy that you cannot do with electricity. Yeah. This is seriously the future of healthcare, don't you think? Yes, it is, because it's a superior way of controlling nature. If, if we're working wow. with surgery and with drugs, sure, that's, that's one approach. But with scalar energy, we're really working with what I call the fundament of the universe. This is really a primal life force energy, and we are then in the driver's seat, if you will, and we can control nature. You know, I, I was doing, I was, I was doing a little research before we talk and I was researching some of the things that you've, you've seen and you've healed yourself like Lyme disease and HIV. And my mind was just blown because these are things that scientists and medications and all these things, we, we overcomplicate things. And you've come to this system that you've seen this healed, you've done it yourself and yes. it's not being put in hospitals and ev like it should be everywhere. It, it should, Courtney, but it's suppressed. So oh. let, let me let me explain um, and give the audience a fluid understanding. My scalar energy instruments work through the photograph of a person. Now we're working in the quantum realm, the zero point realm. I want to make this very clear. I never work with people or animals directly. I work with their force field or their quantum field. Yes. So people from around the world send me photographs and I treat their quantum field, their energy field. For instance, a few years back, we were working with an HIV clinic in Tanzania, Tanzania, Africa, and many of those people were HIV positive. Well, people from that HIV AIDS clinic decided to send us photographs. Now, keep in mind, I'm only working through their energy field on their photograph. And after I work with those people in Tanzania, many of those people claim, it's their claim that they're no longer infected with HIV. Some of them went as far as to say, I've been cured of HIV. Now, I only can agree with their assessment because it's their body. Right. But this is what we're getting at. When we're working with people at a distance, I only work with people by way of a photograph, then I have to depend upon their testimony. And according to many people around the world, 
The scalar energy sessions have rid, eradicated, cured, removed, call it what you will, the HIV virus from their body. Wow. So not only on a health level, can this heal like karmic levels or a trauma, things that have been emotionally cluttering the body and the chakra system and the meridian system? Yes. And I think that's going back to the chakra bouncing. Yeah. Now, let, me, let me make this very clear. We live in an electromagnetic environment. Okay. Very. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of electromagnetic soup, smog, call it what you will, pollution. Okay. That's, that's understandable. However, scalar energy is a different dimension. It's a different energy. And I believe our brain waves are first and foremost scalar waves. I believe our chakras are first and foremost scalar energy waves. So scalar mm -hmm. energy really is the animating force of the human body, not electricity. Mm -hmm. Electricity is a subset of scalar energy. So if you want to go back to the primal human being, if you want to go back to our pristine nature, you go back to scalar energy. Electricity and magnetism are a subset. It's the derivative of scalar energy. What am I getting at? Scalar energy is the first and primary energy of the universe. So scalar energy represents the first and primary instructions of the universe, including our body. If you want to go back to perfection, you go back to scalar energy. Wow. And, you know, and I know the audience is all thinking this. So for when, when we think of meridians, because I, I know there, there are so many layers, like you were explaining to energy. How do I even ask the question that I want to ask? I'm trying to think of the best way, the simplest form to put it in. We have so many layers of energy that, and there are so many things that are, I mean, it's become trendy, right? Like all the energy stuff you see and all the people that are out there talking about it. But when you come back to scalar energy and when you come back to that point of perfection, how does a person, if they want to continually, continually come back to that point within their bodies, is it like a one-time thing? Is it a continual practice? How do they do this within their own practice at home? Does that make sense? Yeah. Courtney, you're an expert at that. And so yeah. are many of your viewers. You're an expert. Why? You pray and you meditate. When you pray, when you meditate, that is a scalar energy state. You're in communion with God. You're in that point of singularity. You're united. It's the will of God, so to speak. And that's why I encourage people. I might have an instrument, but everybody has a mind and a heart. And the human mind and the human heart are scalar energy vessels. I'm going to repeat that. Everybody has a mind and a heart. Our mind, our heart are scalar energy vessels. And when we think well, and when we have that correct intention, intention, then we can make paradise on earth. Yeah. What do you think the resistance is with coming home to that infinite love and coming mm -hmm. home to that to the scalar energy, which I, I, I mean, I compare the two together because when I think of that sense of perfection, it is that. And when I, when I get every time I've gotten to that state of meditation, that I'm like, wow, the, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like that real out of body, like, oh my gosh, experience. Yes. It really comes home to that heart. So I like to that love infinite, like, oh my gosh, like just tingles all over. I get chills when I even talk about it. Yes. But for people to come home to that, what do you feel and because you've had so much experience in this, is the resistance. Like, is it the discomfort? Like, what is that stopping point that's stopping everyone from going to that? Yeah, every, I think everybody's different. But isn't 
Isn't that a puzzle? I, I can't quite get it. If people realize the power they have in their thinking and in their thoughts and in their emotions, this would be paradise on earth. And I think people get disrupted or they get confused or they, they give into the world. You know, if, if you've seen, here's my rubric. If I see nonsense in the world, I recognize it for what it is and I don't feed into it. I just don't feed into it. I, I try and stay on point. I try and have a good productive day every day. And I would, I would suggest that to everybody in the listening audience. I, you know, it, this really is simple stuff. This really is simple and straightforward. Concentrate on yourself. Be the best person you can. Be a good example to others. I try and do that with my research and my daily, my daily deed every day to mankind. And because of that, I have a productive, happy life. Yes. And, you, you know, we were talking about the and I, I love that you say you just don't engage with it, because I think that's we want to complicate things. You know, we're human. Yeah. We want to make everything hard. Yes. Um, I, I'll never forget when I first uh, started my own trauma healing uh, journey. I I met with this woman and it was like no one I'd ever met in my life. And she was very much so into energy. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is insanity. Cause I was so distracted, yeah. if you will. And I was comfortable being distracted because that's all I knew. I didn't yeah. know any different. And she had explained to me, she's like, I'm going to take an x-ray of your brain right now. We're going to look at all the white matter on your brain. And then we're going to do another x-ray in a year. And we're going to look at all the changes in your brain. I'm like, you are so full of shit. There's no way that my brain scan is going to look different. And I'll be damned, completely different. And so when you talked about like, you know, just being able to have the picture in your instrument or being able to meditate and pray and like what that does to our brain, our brains are miracles. Like it's so fascinating to me. I could literally study just the brain the rest of my life. And I feel like not even get to the tip of the iceberg because we are such magical beings that we don't even realize it. Yes. Yes, you're right. We, we are. And you've heard it often said the way we think is what we inherit the world we create. Well, now there is credence to that. Now keep in mind, if thinking is a scalar wave, thinking is a function of scalar energy. Hence, those instructions, those scalar energy instructions broadcast throughout your home, throughout your life, and you create the atmosphere around you. And eventually, you inherit the world you asked for. Now, what about circumstantial things? I I get this question all the time, and I never know how to answer it, and I know that you will. What about someone, you know, I, I, when I was in Hawaii, I, I, I had dreamed of going to Hawaii my whole life, right? It was this big thing. I wanted to take my family there. And so we went there and it was like a total, it was a complete manifestation is what it was. It just all fell together in a very aligned way. Um, and magical things happened while we were there. And I had done this video of, you know, what I did to get there and how the trip came to fruition and all the things. And it was just like a fun little, you know, I like to give people little drops of inspiration and it was nothing like bragging or anything like this, but I had someone reach out to me on a private DM and they were like, well, I'm homeless. How am I supposed to get up at five and pray and meditate? Like when it's loud and there's yelling and there's screaming and my, I I really did not know how I was like, well, you go within, but how do you go within when there's so much noise around you? What would be your answer to that? Yeah, yeah, that that's a good point. Um, we there are many distractions. I, I see distractions every day in my life. I think for myself, I have to pull myself aside and be alone, or perhaps be with my wife, 
and calm down and avoid the noise and distraction. We, we live, we've never seen the world so interconnected. You know, a hundred years ago, you could find solitude easily. Now you literally have to unplug. So that's what I try and do if I pray. I try and go into a quiet room and pray and meditate. I think it's necessary. I don't think people realize how much they're bombarded with external stimuli. And that doesn't mean I want you to live under in a cave. That does mean please try and spend at least half an hour a day in quiet meditation and prayer. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a cave sounds pretty good, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I realize we have family. I realize we have obligations. But you have to take care of your mental health, your spiritual health. Yeah. And you might need some quiet time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our, our behavior in our modern day society could be frenetic to the point of being detrimental to our health. Absolutely. I love that quote. How does it go? Um, your health and wellness is a high priority until you become sick and then it's your only priority. And it's so true. Like we, we really do take for granted the day-to-day things of, and I, I mean, I hate when people separate health and mental health because I think they're so intertwined together. Um, but you know, even I have three little ones and watching them, all the electronics and, um, stimulation and everything throughout the day and then they come home and I'm like why are they having to melt down I'm like oh they haven't had a chance to like exhale through their entire day because there's been a tablet or a tv on or at school and screaming and yelling and like I just look at how we're conditioned from such a young age to not be still and everything's always busy you know there's a sports there's this there's that and like I think that's one thing that I learned personally through the pandemic the most was, you know, we live in this hustle culture. And I think that's really shifting um, as a collective, which is beautiful. But being able to, like, not feel guilty for being still. Yeah, you're, you're right. A lot of people feel guilty. Well, just the other way around, you, you should it's your obligation to sp- spend some time off. You know, some some societies observe the Lord's Day. Other societies mandate certain uh, national holidays, etc. We We as a society have to pay greater attention to spiritual and mental health because that does intertwine with our physical health. And that's what I'm trying to do with my work. A chakra balancing is really not only mental health, but spiritual health. I believe many people become aligned with God. Yeah. And they, they see that there's something more than just a paycheck than much more than just their domestic chores. And that's the key. Let's face it. The instructions, which are non-physical, our thoughts, which are non-physical, eventually leads to our physical universe, our physical world. Well, I would put more emphasis on thought, prayer, intention than I would on the end product, which is the physical world that we've created. Yeah. I... I love that. You know, I had this aha moment a few weeks ago and I was was talking with a client and they were just really obsessed on, on making it, you know, like I'll I'll be happy when I get there, when I become a millionaire, when I do this. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you, you, this could be 10 years down the 20, 30, you know, and then there's your life on the moments. And I, I was just thinking like, we have all these really special you know, moments throughout the day and they're small things. They're not big things, but like, it's those small things that are, are what matter. 
it's not, you know, and I, you know, when we're stepping in our Dharma or when we're living our purpose, it's like the creation of that, that is the money comes when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah. and when you're in alignment with God's purpose and with your, your soul's purpose here on this earth, the money just comes. But when you're out of alignment or when you are distracting or drinking wine every night or doing whatever your recreational hobby is, I mean, it gets messy. Mm -hmm. Sure it does. Sure it does. That, that's words of wisdom on your part. Thank you. You know, I think a lot of people who are fulfilled in life, yes, they have goals. I have many goals, yeah. but I realize every day is a step towards that goal. And I don't try and hit a grand slam every time I'm up at the plate. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to take baby steps because if I take baby steps 365 days out of a year, then I've accomplished a lot every year and I have in my lifetime. Yeah. And I think once people, maybe some people are a little bit too hard on themselves. You know, if you have a productive day, it could be just a few things that you've accomplished, but you've accomplished something. You've done something positive. So that's the way I look at it. I Again, I don't expect a grand slam every day, but I do expect some type of positive action, some type of meaningful action. And if, you know, just imagine, Courtney, 7.9 billion people. If everybody had a positive, productive day, it would be paradise on earth. Yeah. It, and everyone would, I, I feel like there would be so much more compassion just overall. You know, it would be slowing down to hold the door for someone. Like just those small moments that like a lot of times we don't have, you know, yeah. the yeah. little things, the like collective connection. Say that five times fast. I don't yeah. think I could. <laughs> I'll give you a for instance. I had a great day of research today. Um, I've, I learned a few things and I actually helped my wife clean out the garage to some capacity. Was it a good day? Yes. I researched, but I also was a normal human being. My wife needed a little bit of help in the garage making, making a, a if you will, a, a rack in order to put our personal belongings. It was a good day. It was a productive day. It was a normal day. If everybody would have a normal, productive day, again, this would be paradise on earth. So those of you who are listening, just try to take meaningful, logical steps. Make every day meaningful. Have a few goals. That doesn't mean you have 20 goals a day. You might have two or three goals a day. And if you do that day after day, then look at your lifetime of progress. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I love that because we are so and I'm guilty of this, in a rush to the finish line or we have a project and we feel that it's not complete until the project's complete. And so we rush, rush, rush to get it done. And then there goes a week of our lives and we're like, what did we do? Yeah, you're right. Well, you know, and, and I know a lot of people have said at the end of their lives, if they concentrated too much on career or money or success and, and they did not enjoy the, the process, the journey, then they feel that they've cheated themselves and perhaps rightfully so. So make every day count. Don't necessarily concentrate on the final goal all the time as, as being goal. Live life, live the moment. I have many goals. I have five-year goals, 10-year goals. And guess what? It just might take me five to 10 years to reach those goals. That doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy myself today. When you look back, because I know you are such an inspiration and you have accomplished so much, when you look back, what would you say are those moments of the journey that you cherish the most that like just make you smile ear to ear? Yeah, you know, it, it took me a while to, 
to develop this emotional maturity, but a setback, a failure, call it what you will, an interruption is really not. It's a learning process. And unless it's really a stupid mistake and I try and avoid stupid mistakes. If I have a setback, it simply makes me reassess and find a better way. So don't think a failure is a failure. A failure is another opportunity. I've learned that in research. I've learned that in life. I've learned that in business. I've learned that in relationships. Sometimes, you know, the square peg does not fit in the round hole. So try a different approach. And that's what I think some people get caught up on. They have to, they insist upon one approach. Well, maybe that one approach isn't appropriate for the present moment. Don't give up. Don't cut yourself short. Try a new approach. Be happy. And don't consider a, a setback or, or a mistake as failure. It's a learning experience. Learn from it. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the biggest exhales that I've experienced this far in life is not beating myself up for not accomplishing the things the way that I had it to go like releasing expectations of people places and things and allowing things just to happen the way they happen you know we come into a conversation and we're trying to always think about the next thing we're gonna say versus really listening to what the other person is saying and then responding and letting go of that I mean talk about just stress rolling off in in general like you don't have to have a failed conversation so you come back to it at a different point or you know a lesson or a project or business or vacation or whatever the situation is I love that you put it like that because it's so true like when we can release expectations of you know what failure is and take it as like this beautiful learning opportunity and I also love how the universe has a sense of humor god universe source whatever you want to call it that continues to pop up in your life until you learn it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, again, in retrospect, if you look back in your life, you say to yourself, oh, it wasn't really all that bad. You know, yeah, there were mistakes that I made, but I learned from those mistakes. And unless it's really an egregious mistake, well, we can live with ourselves. You know, we we move on. So I I really just think people are just sometimes too negative and and they expect perfection right out of the block or, you know, they're unrealistic. You know, some people expect to be a success overnight, whether it's in career or in a scholastic pursuit or a success at marriage overnight. No, it all takes work. There, There is there is no Shazam. You know, I I started doing this thing a while ago um, with marriages and, you know, it's, I call it the elevator talk. Whenever I see someone that's been married for a very long time, I always ask them like, what is your secret? And I am not kidding. Like nine times out of 10, I get the response. I'm, I, I go live my life and I'm happy. She goes and lives her life and she's happy. And then we come together and we share our happiness. I'm like, that is so cool. Like, and it's just, and, and that's the secret. It's not something that's overnight. You're right. I, I would say the same thing about my wife. She has a personality. You don't try and change somebody's personality. My wife's personality is different from my personality. And as long as the people are doing something that's morally correct, productive, leave them alone. It's, it's <laughs> your way of walking through life. And, you know, you're right. Some people want to control another party. It won't work. And that other party will never be happy. I know I think of the eagles like you know an eagle's mate they get entangled and they like have this like gnarly crash to the ground 
that's what I think of with codependency and with people that are trying to change someone else or have these expectations of someone else's. It's like you're these two like entangled eagles that can't fly because you're both pulling each other down to the ground. <laughs> that's a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my kids really like that, Geo. So I've become experienced in eagle mating. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great analogy. Thank you. I'll use it for <laughs> So I know a lot of people are going to want to connect with you. I could seriously talk to you for hours. You just have so much wisdom and I really look up to you and all that you've done and are doing. How do people connect with you or schedule appointments with you directly? Uh, thank, thank you, Courtney. Uh, my goal to be blunt is to heal the world through quantum energy. Now, keep in mind, I only work through a photograph of a person. So people from around the world send us photographs, email us photographs. You're going to go to our website and you can sign up for 15 days of free scalar energy sessions. Just email us your photograph. Our photograph is scalarlight.com. Go to our website. You can include your family members and your pets. Let us prove to you that there is some merit to this quantum healing of your force field, your, your photographic presence. Scalarlight.com. And I'll put this in the show notes for everyone too. So you guys can just click the link and connect straight there. And I, again, I just, I'm so thankful for you being on the show today. I've been looking forward to this all week. So thank you for yeah. what you're doing because seriously making a legacy. Well, likewise, we're all, it's a team effort. And I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your audience. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. We'll be in touch soon. God bless. You too. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.